This episode is an interview that I did with one of my past clients and incredible friends, Amy Saunders. So this is a interview that I did with her on her podcast, The Soul Shifts Podcast. I'm gonna link that in the show notes below. But we had a very juicy conversation on how to create a business that you are obsessed with so you can fulfill your potential. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it and I'll leave you to the episode. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Shifts podcast. I've got the beautiful Abby with me today and she's actually already been on the podcast when it was the Chronic Glow Show, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, And we were talking about self-doubt and anxiety, but with the new change of the podcast, which obviously we've been the Soul Shifts podcast now, I really wanted to get Abby back on because the growth and expansion and the shifts and everything that she's had over the past year, year and a half have just been incredible to witness. Um, and I feel like she's got some really interesting things to share. So I'm going to hand it over and let Abby introduce herself and sort of share what her business is and what she's up to at the moment. And then we'll dive into the episode. So Abby, introduce yourself. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me back on. Um, It's an absolute pleasure to be back and be sharing everything that's gone on. A lot has gone on since that podcast episode. Um, So I am Abby. I am a business coach and mentor, and I help women grow their business to five-figure months, specifically through fire content, authentic leadership, and offer expansion. So I have been in my business now for two years, and I think the last time that I came on this, um, was very much at the beginning. I can't actually remember when it was, but so much has happened and, you know, I've been through a lot since then. And so what kind of, where do you want to start? I feel like if, cause if anybody's listening to this and is like, okay, what, where, where did Abby start? You can go and listen to the other episode. I'll link it in the show notes below. So you can go and listen to like the first part of the journey. But I feel like I don't know, maybe a year just before last Christmas, I feel like you went through some really big shifts. And I know you've spoken in the past about um, having sort of like very little one-to-one clients. And then all of a sudden you just changed a few different things and things then kind of exploded. And it was around that Christmas last year. So why don't we go back to that point and see where that takes us? Amazing, yes. So what I would say is one of the things that I... So I would say the actual shift started, and I think I may have shared this on the podcast episode that I did. I went on my honeymoon, right? And I was on a complete high. So I had recently shifted to a part-time role. So I was doing consultancy marketing work, and I was making more money than I had been in my full-time job, but I was only doing three days a week. There's a manifestation story around that, which I'll share at another time. But that was where kind of things were going really well. And I have this feeling of it felt really uncomfortable. It felt really uncomfortable that all these good things were happening. And I was like, hold on a minute. This is a red flag. This, why is this not feeling good? Why is it feeling uncomfortable? And I had to recalibrate at this level and be like, okay, this is not it. This is not the only thing that I'm going to be doing I'm here to create more this is like I had so much stuff that came up and what I would say is that there's been a lot of things that have came up at every level but like that for me is a real pivotal part because that I had two decisions there I could sit and stay in this really comfortable place where I could continue to do all the things that I was doing but I was like this is a sign that there is more to come and that like the universe has my back and she's like 
go for it. And so what I did was I took a step back and I really did so much connecting to like what I wanted to do with my business. I think this is, if you're feeling disconnected from your business right now, go back to what you want your business, like the vision for your business, the vision that you have for your life, what you want to be doing with clients. That for me, when I reconnected back to that, And I started being more of myself and I'll probably speak about this a lot in this podcast episode, but for me, linking back to your authentic voice and what you want to create, not just doing what you think people are going to want to read or want to see, like actually sharing what's on your heart, what you believe, your belief system is massive. And so I was like, how do I want to help people? What do I want to do? And how can I be more me? And the months that followed that were where I created a three-day training called High Ticket Honeys, which was obviously, you know, that's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to be a high ticket honey, but the people that did came to that training. And then I ended up making, I think it was like 28K off the back of that that three-day training. And then from there, I was like, okay, this feels good. Like these are dreamy clients. The offers that I'm doing, the work that I'm doing, I'm obsessed with it. And I wanted to do more. And so I was like, okay, how can I kind of expand this? How can I do more? So I entered 2022, keep forgetting what year it is now. Um, I entered 2022 and everything was great. Okay. I was making between my consultancy and my coaching business, I was making 10K months. And again, I had this feeling of being like, oh my God, this is, and this is being like really transparent here. I've had multiple times where it people talk around all this like struggle of like getting to where they want to be. But when you actually have wins and results there's also a recalibration that needs to happen and there is also this feeling of like safety that needs to happen that you feel good with or without the results because when the results come if you are only feeling safe when the results are there and when the money is there you're it's an external thing that's making you feel safe and so when I entered the year I felt so kind of like oh my gosh Like I remember 2022, like entering the year and I was like, this is great. Like, this is great. But also, oh my gosh, like I I couldn't hold it. I was like, I couldn't hold the, the feeling of losing it all and also having it. It's like, I couldn't enjoy it because I thought it might go away. And so, uh, and I've spoken about this in a, and I have a free masterclass called 32K in in 30 days. No, 32K in 60 days, sorry. Um, Which is such an epic masterclass, by the way. Just FYI, if anyone's interested, like, that was an incredible masterclass. Thank you. It's basically, I should have called it how to stop being sick of your own shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in that in that episode, I shared about the months that followed that. So this is where I did not recalibrate. I did not work on my money mindset. And when I say this, like it didn't last that long, but it felt very long. And so what happened was that at the same time, I was moving house. And I moved, was moving into a bigger house. It was very quick. If you live in the UK, it took six weeks from when we viewed the house to when we moved in and we were selling the house as well. Like it was unheard of how quickly this went through. And so all these things were happening very quickly to me. And I, I had to kind of like expand my bandwidth of holding these things, of holding all the emotions of what I was feeling. And when I moved into this house, I had to do so much identity work because it was a bigger house it was you know I had lived in London for six years and it was like whole identity piece and when I say it it sounds so like first world problems but honestly like it was it was rough for a little bit because I was like I felt like I didn't deserve it all the good things that were happening to me and I found myself being like 
hold on a minute. Why don't I deserve this? And I really had to catch myself. And that for me was the kind of the first thing that happened to me in 2022 when I was like, I do not want to have that all like I want to feel safety in myself. I want to feel okay in being myself in my business, in what I'm doing. I don't want to feel like it's all going to go away. And if it did all go away, what would it, what would it mean? Like I'd be fine, right? If, mm. if you if you feel safety in yourself. So for me, that was kind of like how the year started. So guys, 2022 was a good year, a big year for me, a big year of growth and expansion. But there was also some just kind of like really difficult times, which on paper, they didn't look difficult, right? Like I was like, you know, making more money than I ever had. I just moved into this big house, like get my little violin out, you know, like it was, it was all good things. And I think that we need to allow ourselves to be human beings and not feel shame or guilt for feeling things or for having things. Um, And so that was a huge lesson for me going into the start of the year where I was like, okay, you can cock block your own success here or you can work on why this is happening, why you're feeling this way and recalibrate at this new level. And that's what I did. (laughs) And so the months that followed that were also more being myself. And also I launched some incredible programs. So I launched a like kind of getting your first couple of clients built for business, um, which had incredible results. The women in it were incredible. And then I did some trainings and masterclasses and then I ran a mastermind as well. So my product suite is kind of like, how I like to run my product suite and how I like to kind of serve my clients is I have masterclasses and trainings and these are like my fun things for people to come into to get into my energy I'm sharing things if you know Amy you've joined them I don't gatekeep information like they are juicy you get what you need from them um and then I also have my kind of shorter programs like high ticket honeys um and then also empire mastermind which is my high level mastermind and then obviously my one-to-one private coaching so I love the way that I do things um and so like that's why I'm so passionate about helping other people create offers that they love not just what's going to make them money because it's so much more than that and as I mentioned like it doesn't always feel safe making money and so you need to love it you need to love it Mm. there's a huge piece in this about like following the shoulds and following the things and the strategies that other people have said oh you need to do this to be able to reach this goal and actually when you were saying about like reconnecting with that human in the business like what do you love what what, how do you feel safe what are your desires in the business and then creating your business based on actually what feels good for you that's a huge huge piece and I think it does take a little bit of time to get to that point I've been through that myself as well as you know um, and I do think it's like once you get that to that point of like I'm obsessed with what I've created and I'm obsessed with the offers that I'm doing and I'm obsessed with the content that I'm creating and the clients that I'm working with like that is just going to catapult you whereas when you're like fighting with what you're doing when you don't actually enjoy what you're doing then like you're not you're not going to be able to grow because you're not going to want to do more of it so can you just talk a little bit more about that kind of piece in your own experience as well because I think that's really interesting yes 100% and what I would say firstly is like if you don't love your offers when no one's in them you won't love them when people are in them you have to love them and you have to be okay with like the first time I ran masterclass I had like four people turn up And I have worked with three of those four people 
continuously for two years after that. And you have to be okay with doing things. It's not about having the most amount of people. I think like, you have to remove your ego from this. You cannot be okay. You, you, you will never have 10 people in a program if you would never launch it and have two people in it. You know, like you have to be okay. You have to love what you do. It's not about the number of people in a program. It is about the work that you do and loving that work that you do. Those people that you see where they're literally just like, you know, people just DM them. There were times when they were doing these things with less people in them. And it's because they love what they do. It's the grit and the determination of to keep going. And you like, you know, you know, I talk about this a lot in terms of like, you have to go first. You have to believe in the offer because no one else will. If you only believe in your offer when someone's buying it, then you don't believe in your offer. Mm, that is so important. And it is this like, if you're only going to fall in love with your offer when it's booked out, it's making money, it feels all high vibe and, and amazing, then you're not really truly in love with the offer. You're you're in love with the results. Yeah. And actually, if we fall in love with the offer first, and it's this like, no matter what energy is, it like, I'm going to do this offer. And if one person turns up, I'm going to absolutely give it my all because this offer is the most incredible thing since sliced bread like that's the energy we want to be in which is just insane yeah and I think that I think that's that quote that says like the man who loves the journey will be willing to walk further than the man who loves the destination oh I love that because it's like you know you have to love that journey and for me the way that I see business is like the first year or so is like you learning how right okay I worked in marketing for like eight years I know marketing, but let me tell you, running a business is very different. Like it's different kind of market. It is different to what I've been doing. And so I had to learn, right, how to build an online business, how to do things. Don't get me wrong. It's a huge privilege that I worked in marketing. Like I do think that like I didn't have to learn marketing and branding principles. So just want to just say that is a privilege that I had that I already knew that. And that's why I'm so committed to helping other people learn that as well. Only what they need. Um, but the first bit is learning how, right? Learning how to writing activated captions, learning how to launch offers, like all of these things, you learning how. The second bit, which is where I feel like people really come into their own is learning about themselves, like learning about what they love to do and how they can do that. And if you get stuck too much in the learning of what you're doing rather than how you're doing it, that is where you get stuck. That's where people get stuck in like sharing lots of information, sharing just about kind of like things that are very like sales tactic-y. Like I have done a lot of things in my kind of the earlier days of my business. I gave free calls. I was charging 250 pounds for a six week program. Like I didn't focus on like, okay, how can I bring clients in and make the most money? I was like, how can I create an incredible client experience and get clients results? I've extended things longer than they were like I did a two-day training the other day and I ended up it like I extended it over a week because I was like this is just too much for someone it's going to be overwhelming like I didn't need to do that but like I am committed to like I want clients to get results I don't want you to just come into my containers watch some stuff and then just sit there and be like overcomplicate everything that's not what I'm here to do like you can just go google if you want to do that you know like this is about implementing and actually getting to where you want to be yeah and it's this like you said before putting the human back in the business in terms of like finding your human but actually it's also about the clients like instead of just seeing it as like a business to make money and to just kind of turn over and, and over it's finding the human on both sides and seeing them those clients as individual people who and how can you show up and support them to your absolute best ability as a human to human rather than business to business or business to whatever it might be I think that's such a key piece there 
Yeah. And what I would say is that as well as like client experience and like client retention, like service is the best strategy out there. And all of the, um, you know, 2022 was a 70K cash year for me. And a lot of that was client retention. You know, it was a lot of the same clients. And if you, you can be really good at messaging and branding and marketing, getting people in, but if you are not serving clients and giving them a great client experience and allowing them to move through your, you know, like I had offers that kind of like funneled into each other. I was growing and evolving. They were growing and evolving with me. If you don't do that, you will have to get lots of new people. Mm. Like always trying to find new people and not that I'm against finding new people, you know, like I love having new people come into my world, but like you also have to make sure that the people that are in your world are being seen, heard, and and you know, they are getting what they want from from the work that you do. Yeah, and I suppose that's the strategy piece, isn't it? Is having that client journey so people can come in and they have somewhere to go after whatever offers finished. It's not just like okay, yes, yeah, see you bye, because you're actually seeing them as a person, as a human, and you're like, okay, this is how I can support you now like this is your next step kind of thing this is what I can do to support you with that and that's that's the the strategic part of it which again we've spoken a lot about this like outside the podcast this like this balance between the, the strategy the mindset and the energy and I feel like you're a really good advocate for it's not always the strategy but it's also not only the mindset and I do feel like people just to change topic slightly change <laughs> gear like people can kind of get stuck in one or the other and I I know I've been in places where I've been like all in the strategy or then all in the mindset and you've really helped me kind of like anchor into the middle and I feel like you do that really well as well so can you just talk a little bit about that as well and how if someone feels like they're swinging from one to the other how they can find that nice balance between the two so they can move forwards but also do it in a way that really supports them yes now this is I would say one of the most difficult things because you know strategy is strategy right strategy works you need to have strategy there needs to be a plan and there also needs to be the energy behind it. The energy behind it is everything. I could give two people the same strategy, the exact same kind of like caption framework, should you like, and they went and did it and they both did the same launch. The energy behind what they are doing will mean the result of the launch because it's so important. And it is very difficult sometimes when you're focused so much on the kind of masculine and the doing or you're focused so much on the feminine, you know, like I've had clients that have kind of like lent back so much out of strategy because it feels very forced and very masculine. And it is about finding what works for you. I think that in my opinion, the more structure you have, the more freedom you have, right? And there will become a point where things become intuitive. And, you know, I shared a post about this yesterday, but like if you're writing your captions and it's really difficult to come to you, like, intuitively or in flow it's not going to work for you to not plan your content because what you're going to do is just be like oh I've got no idea I'm not going to post right and at the beginning of my journey when I had a full-time job or I was working part-time I was batching content because I didn't have loads of time now I have more time that I do create I usually create over a Monday and Tuesday just like batch create loads of content but like random stuff just come to me but it has took a while to get to this point. It wasn't like this at the beginning. It was like, okay, what's the thing I want to talk around and how do I get that? And I think that from having very clear foundations that you have to have clear foundations in what you believe and what you want to talk around, that's what makes the strategy easier and feel like flow. 
it feels mm. easier you have an anchor to work with if you are just having if you have no strategy if you have nothing that you're kind of working towards and you're just kind of like posting here and there like you can feel when it doesn't feel like the momentum is building like you create the momentum in your business and like you can feel it if you lean back too far you can just like lie down you know like you can kind of lean back out of the energy like holding the energy and knowing and expecting that like things are going to work out because it would make sense because of the way that I'm moving mm. rather than being like oh, I'm just you know I'm just letting it go to the universe you know like I'm all for the universe having your back but I do also think you need to be doing the work and if you ask yourself the question you know if you looked at your last nine posts if you looked at your stories from the last seven days would you buy from you can you feel the energy or are you just like lend back and there's a lot of reasons why people hold back in their content you know we spoke about this in in detail um I don't know that you speak about it a lot with your um, audience as well but like it is about becoming the like really embodying the strategy and really stepping in yeah 100% and it's showing it's this like show rather than telling like I feel there's this shift where you can be telling your audience the things but if you're not necessarily doing it yourself then there's a disconnect where if you're doing all of the things as well and you're showing that you don't actually then need to tell them because they can see it and I feel like that's really powerful because and that's that's been a big shift for me and I'm sure for you as well like rather than being like three tips to do this like if you're just showing up in your power and being your most authentic self and showing like showing what you're you're about that just speaks volumes over like oh three tips to do this and there's nothing wrong with the three tips obviously but it is this like is it coming from a place of true embodiment or is it coming from a place of like oh I need to speak about this so I'll just like throw this up and throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks yeah and energy is everything there in terms of like you know the energy behind what you do and your energy can be blocked by so many things right if you feel like it's not going to happen or if you are you know that when you see someone showing up like for example at the moment I'm um promoting a masterclass and trainings training <laughs> um and I have used masterclasses and trainings in my business. So it makes sense. If I randomly was like, I'm going to do a masterclass in Facebook ads, or I'm going to do a, a masterclass and something that like I hadn't fully, people hadn't seen me do, right? They hadn't seen me create this. I think that's the most like perfect way for you to launch offers in your business is to go first and then yeah. be like, okay, guys, this is what I've learned. Let me show you. Yeah. I love that. And it's really about, because once you've walked the walk, you then can use those same shifts, lessons, breakthroughs, experiences to tweak things, to then really true, truly refine what you're doing and then teach those lessons to your audience rather than, again, like you can't teach someone to throw spaghetti at the wall. Like it just doesn't, doesn't work. And I feel like there are people that like, oh, well, so-and-so said this, so this is what I'm going to teach on. And it it just, that's the disconnect and people can see through it. Like, we're not stupid. Like, we, we can see through it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think there is, like, an element as well as, like, not everything is going to work. Like, yeah. not everything will work. Like, you might think it's a really freaking great idea and you're like, I'm obsessed with this. I love it. And it might not work, but it doesn't matter because you were obsessed with it. Like you have to be okay with like failing and things not working. I did things last year that didn't work as well as I wanted them to. But I know now that I'm like, okay, you either continue with the idea and refine it, the messaging was off or whatever happens to the best of us, or 
you you do something else you know like you don't have to be like okay well you know that that was it now I'm never going to do that again it must mean that I'm crap and I can't do anything else you know like it's literally about being like okay well I'm going to try this because it feels good right now and one thing I would say with that is that you have to remember we we are sat on like a, a throne of our own beliefs and we're like this is what I believe based on what I've been through and all the lessons that I've learned and the thing is you have to remember where your ideal clients what their belief system is and if your belief system is different because you've been through something and you've seen them for as an example, a lot of people want to be fully booked, right? I've been fully booked and there was, I, I felt very much at capacity and I was like, oh my God, I've capped myself. I didn't have, I was working a job at the same time. So I was like, I can't do anything else. And I felt very capped. Being fully booked is not good for business, but if someone wants to be fully booked, telling them that is not going to make them not want to be fully booked because mm. I've been through that and I've done that. So I could speak to them about, expanding their product suite for example that is the thing that they will want not being like guys don't be fully booked you don't want to have more money of course they freaking do you know like you have to remember your own beliefs that you've been through and where your ideal client audience is and be like okay what can I tell them that can stop them from making some like I want to say like mistakes and I'm doing like inverted commas here because like mistakes we don't actually make mistakes in business because everything's a lesson um but you know like how can you support someone and be like, okay, guys, like you can, you do you, but I just want you to let you know, like, this is what happened when I did this. Yeah. And it's about meeting them at their level, isn't it? it it's not about like, oh, I'm just going to preach to you and like tell you that everything you're doing is wrong and everything you're aiming for is wrong because that's then that, oh, what's the word? Why can't I think of the word? It's just completely gone. Never mind. But that's like telling them that their experience and and beliefs are wrong and that's not it's not the way to do things it's about really like meeting them and you've always said to me which has always been helpful like speak to what they want not what they need you might know what they need but they don't know what they need so when they're in the offer then that's where you can give them what you need but when you're like marketing and actually speaking to them it's like what what do they want what are they aiming for and how can you message it to that and that's been really game-changing for me because there's so many people and I'm sure it's not just been me that's been like telling them what people need and it's like that's the disconnect they don't know what they need a hundred percent a lot of times like you know people need trust and they need self-love but like you know I'm not going to talk about that in my marketing because one people know that you know like we can always know what we need to do we we can know we need to hydrate you know we still don't do it like it's not it's not about lying to them and saying like just telling them what they what they want to hear but like it is about being like okay like I know what you actually need and we're going to be working on that we are going to be working on what you want but there's going to be some other things that we're going to work on that like are really pivotal to making a difference like money mindset money mindset people know that they want it but they're like no you know like I want to work on the strategy I want to want to work on this you know and people come to me and they're like oh my God, I just really want to work on the strategy. Let's jump on a call. Let's build out an offer. And then I'll like pick apart, like we'll start chatting and I'll be like, there is a huge block here. Like there is a huge block here in what you believe about your services, what you believe about your pricing, what you believe about what you do. And we need to work that because we can, we can put some shiny messaging out there, but if you don't believe it and you don't back it, it's not going to work. It's not going to feel yeah. good. And you're, you're going to give up when it, when the, the one no comes in. So like, that's why like it's so much deeper than like just the surface level like mastering and marketing yeah. 
And this is why it's like the blend of both is so powerful because as you said before, like you could be doing, 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 doing all the strategy. Like you've got the sales, you've got the marketing, you've got the messaging, like tick, 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 tick. But if you don't actually believe in yourself and you don't have that trust, you don't have that money mindset, you don't have all of those things that are anchoring you into that strategy, there's a disconnect. And equally, you could have the strongest mindset, but if you're not taking action, it's not going to like miraculously happen. So, so important. Um, I've just pulled up your Instagram page because your content at the moment is literally on fire. So there's a couple of posts that have stood out to me. So I'm going to read them out to you and I would love for you to just kind of riff on them a little bit, if that's okay. So the first one, I think you posted this yesterday. I remember seeing it yesterday anyway. And this was, here's why you don't hear me saying just use your intuition when a client asks what you should do. Uh, this is so juicy. So I'd love for you to speak on this a little bit. Yes, 100%. So firstly, of course, intuition in business is really important. And I'm never going to say to someone, like, don't go with your gut. But the problem is that our gut feelings are also mixed with a lot of other feelings. And this is where, like, your intuition tells you, no, I'm not going to do this launch. When like two days in, someone hasn't bought and you're like, "Mm, my intuition is telling me that I should pull back. My intuition is, and even with this, like, I think Grace Beverly speaks about this in her book, Working Hard or Hardly Working. Like we sometimes self-sabotage where we're like, we need to rest. And I'm all for resting. But sometimes we tell ourselves, oh, we're just going to go and watch Netflix. We're just going to go and do this thing. Actually, that's self-sabotage. We didn't need to rest. And actually sometimes for our own peace of mind, actually going and doing the thing that we said we were going to do is going to build the belief in ourselves. Like the biggest, if you're not feeling confident in what you're doing, start writing a list every single day in doing the things that you know are going to make you feel good, whether that's going for a walk, whether that's drinking more water, whether that is posting on social, doesn't even have to have an agenda behind it. Do that for a week and tell me that you don't feel better about yourself because doing the things that you said you would do is the way to build confidence and the way to kind of grow, grow that all. But like, with this intuition piece, I, with my clients, like if they say to me, like, what do you think I should do? I can be like, what do you think you should do? And let's talk around that. Because when someone talks to me, like, I feel like I have this kind of knack for like, I can see what you're actually saying when you're saying something else. <laughs> so like, I'll get people to like brain dump to me and I'll be like, okay, well, I'm just kind of seeing that you said this, but like, why do you feel about this? Like, can I like share like this with you? Um, and of course my clients are always like, yeah, please do. <laughs> um, and then a lot of the time it's actually something else that's blocking them, that's stopping them from doing the thing that they want to say. If we only ever listen to our intuition, like sometimes things can be a fuck yes without feeling a fuck yes, because like, a lot of times fear stops us. We think it's intuition when it's actually fear. It's actually ego being like, do you sure you want to do this? Oh my God, are you going to really show up with that offer again? After no one's, no one's been like, you're going to mm. keep talking about that offer. Oh my God, people are going to think that you're talking about this offer all the time. Like it's fake news. And I think there's a, sometimes we, we kind of can't distinguish what is our intuition. Like there is that, you know, that knowing, like we know when that's like knowing of that. Yeah. I always think it's like, if you have been listening to like a lot of voices, it's hard to know what's your voice and what you've taken on is someone else's voice. And I think that this is like, you, you lose of like what you believe and what someone else believes because you're kind of like listening to all these voices. And that's why I'm like, be really mindful of like your social media consumption. It's like, it's the same with like, if you've been on a, like I was on a diet for like 16, like maybe like 20 years of my life like that's a lie actually obviously wasn't on it when I was like five but like (laughs) I would say maybe like 10 years of my life at least I was on a diet and like 
intuitive when people used to say to me intuitive eating I literally used to be like roll my eyes and be like do you know how difficult it is to intuitive eat when you have counted every macro and every calorie for 10 years of your life exactly the same thing with business do you know how hard it is to know what is what you're feeling if you have spent a year of your life consuming information being warped into you know what other people are doing the comparison like you lose your own voice mm. you lose what is your intuition so I'm all for like feeling your gut and I think that you deep down you know right you know when things are like the pull that you want to be feeling but I also think sometimes it's your ego yeah and this is really that's the mindset in a work energy piece of this is really having that self-awareness within yourself to be able to differentiate between the two and I always feel like if you're not sure it's probably the ego like if it's like if you're going back and forth and you're like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I just don't feel like I can do this. Like, if it's that sort of like wavering, like mm, icky feeling, it's probably the ego. Like for me, the intuition is like, like this is the decision. Like I just need to follow it. So like, I completely agree with everything you just said. So thank you for that. The other one that I want you to speak on, this is from December. And it says, listening to all the reasons why you're doing things wrong is only disconnecting you more from your voice, i.e. the thing that makes your content feel right. This is so powerful. Let's let's have a little chat about that. Uh, by the way, I love this. I love this idea. I'm going to say I did. I'll admit, like, I stole this off somebody else. And actually, this is like a podcast episode that I listened to months ago. Can't even remember who it was, but she started like, picking out a couple of the really good Instagram posts like I'm gonna do that (laughs) whoever it is thank you um so with this so there's a lot of content online that says you should be doing this you should be doing that and I am always always like to check myself with this because I never want to be like you know I shared like there's a post here like reasons why you're dreaming how to get clients aren't signing up to your masterclass and trainings right so I share things like that I'll share all the things that I'm like guys stop doing this but here's what you should be doing and so like the thing is with this is that there's always going to be people, everyone's sharing their projections of what they believe and what they think. And you have to know what you believe and what you think in order to be able to either mute that person if they're not making you feel good. Honestly, like it's like a self-sabotage thing that I have seen clients do where they're like, this person's doing this. I'm like, unmute them. Like, sorry, unmute them. Like, unfollow them. Like, you don't have to listen to what everyone's saying. And I listen to a very small select few people and if you allow yourself to listen to lots of different people like everyone has different methods and everyone has different beliefs and this is about finding someone who matches with your values who you kind of are like this is right for me like I align with all of this this is like an energy match rather than like listening to messages around like shaming or like around things that you're like oh my god I'm doing all of these things right I need to fix everything all at once that can be really self-destructive. And of course, investing in a mentor and having someone that's going to be like, this is what's right for you. Let's talk about what's right for you. I would obviously always recommend because you get tailored support. But if you are listening to other people or joining masterclasses, which I don't think are a bad thing, you know, like I think if that's all you're doing, it can be annoying to like have to kind of integrate on your own. But I do think that there's like this element of knowing what's yours and what's theirs. And being able to disconnect, being able to consume and being really careful of where you're consuming. Mm. And this kind of links back in with that intuition versus ego piece that we've just spoken about. Like you can consume the things, but it's really about leaning back into your own intuition. We're like, okay, does this feel good? This Does this match my values? Does this match what I feel? 
And if again, it's like that icky energy and you're like, oh, I don't really know, like, just that's okay. Like you can disagree with something and, and be okay with that. Amazing. Okay, last post that I want to just quickly chat on. This is again from December, like I'm going back. Um, <laughs> and this this is about the word of the year, which I think, especially when we, we're recording this in January, I think you'll be listening to this in February, but it still applies. So you vote at the beginning of 2021, I wrote down powerful as my word for the year and then crossed it out. I loved this post. And I literally can see the evolution since then, because I think that's the first time I I think I came to one of your free masterclasses at the beginning of 2021. So like we probably this is kind of one of the things that I've like seen you grow since then. So I would love for you to chat about this because in the very beginning of your caption just a little bit more context you said I saw powerful as being a bad thing so like let's have a chat about that because it's so so interesting firstly I love the hype queen that you're making my content right now like it gives (laughs) me so much joy when I hear that people are like this is like landed because that's like why I create my content is like I'm creating it for you like I'm creating it for the people that I know that it will land with and that I know are like I had this feeling around this word being powerful. I remember writing it down and being like, oh, she's too big for her boots. Mm. Like, oh, powerful, like power, having power is a bad thing. And I think it's a very masculine word, right? And like a man being powerful, I'm always going to talk about men and women because I just think it's outrageous. But like the, the, I feel like women have so many more things that come up. I've noticed in this work, like the same patterns come up for women and it like aggravates me so much because like, um I have a partner and I speak to him and he's like that just makes no sense and I'm like because you're a man like it doesn't make sense to you because you're a man like when I've spoken to him about how I felt sometimes he's been like I love him like he just doesn't he just doesn't feel it he's like I just don't get it I don't get why you're like that like their money mindset is strong and this is obviously a generalization but like I just think that like it's always been the power has always been held very much in terms of like uh men have the power and for women to want power is kind of like, I, I was like, hold on a minute, like, I can be powerful. Being powerful does not mean that you are above anyone else. And now how I feel about being powerful, it's like when I'm my most powerful version of myself, I can empower other people to be their most person, like powerful versions of themselves. And like, actually, if we have more powerful women in the world, we are able to kind of share that power and give other people power and like bring everyone to be their most powerful version of themselves. And so like, that's how I see it now. But I remember writing it down and being like, oh, she, she is a bit too much. You know, like that's how I felt about it. And, you know, I think that, and you know what's worth the, the way that I felt more powerful, the way that I felt more powerful in 2021 was going back to like, I pushed myself in 2021. I and, I, and I don't necessarily say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't not do it again, but I did do a lot of things where like, I almost did too much. I was like, we're launching a podcast. I was launching all these things, but I was like, this is what I'm going to do this month. I did it. And every month that came, I felt the power build in myself because I was like, I can do this. I'm doing this. Like I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I'm pushing myself to my edges I am a powerful badass bitch. Like that's how it felt. And so like now I see powerful as like a a good thing, but it definitely was like at the time I was like, "Mm, she's a feisty one. (laughs) I love that so much. Thank you for sharing like your little riffs on your content because I'm just scrolling through. I'm not going to ask you to talk about anymore, but like if you don't follow Abby, go and 
go and follow because it's incredible. Um, so I've got one final thing to ask you. Um, what has been your biggest soul shift that you have experienced in your journey that might help somebody else who's on a similar path? You will never be liked by everyone. Oof. And trying to be liked by everyone and for everyone to understand you and for your messaging to land with every single person will never happen and it will be so exhausting and it will take so much of your energy up like creating content sharing your offers and showing up is not time consuming questioning worrying about what other people are thinking of you and kind of doubting yourself is all consuming it sucks your energy out of you it is it will hold you back so much and in 2022 some things came up where there was in in different areas of my life where I was like, people aren't going to like me or people don't like me. And this was something that I really had to work through and I had to let go of. I had to let go of the shame or the kind of feelings around like wanting to belong. And if you've ever, if this is something that you kind of like feel, then I would recommend reading anything from Brene Brown. But like, I feel like, this belonging, like we all want to belong, right? We all want to belong. We want to be liked. But in my kind of like thing is like, find your people. If you speak your truth, you will find your people. Love that. Love that so much. And it's definitely this, like, it's not going to land for everyone, but it will land for the right people. And that's all that matters. You don't need to be liked by everybody. And isn't this such a female thing as well? Like just on, we were talking about the female masculine, like this is such a female thing because I've had this so many times and I just think, I, I just can't imagine men having these same thoughts on repeat in their heads. Like, oh my God, what if I post this and nobody likes it? Like, it's just such a female thing. It's so funny um, that you say that as well, because um, I remember when I used to work in corporate, so I got put on an assertiveness course, guys. Like I was literally like, not like powerful at all in my voice. And I remember that I would like look at my emails and like remove exclamation marks and like remove things that were like just so fluffy, like to kind of like, whenever I was asking some really directness. And my husband the other day, he shared me a message and I was like, babe, you need to add some fluff into that. Like he was literally like, this is a bit, this is a bit too direct, isn't it? And it's like so funny because it's like the opposite way. Like he's having to add stuff in. I'm having to take stuff out. Um, I, I always think how I don't know if you ever think like this now I'm like how would I be if I went back into corporate now like how would I be in like emails and stuff it would just be such like imagine just me for a day just being like hey honey like how are we doing (laughs) yeah I feel like to be honest because I'm still I'm still in my job as I've gone through this and I do feel like I show up completely differently in my job like I will say how it is I'm not afraid to share my opinions and it is just like four years ago when I started in my job I was like no nobody needs to hear from me like I'm new like I'm I'm just learning this that and the other and now I'm like well that's shit <laughs> like <laughs> that doesn't work what are you talking about like I just own it and I do think like you could I can absolutely credit the business and like going through all of this to that to that growth as well well thank you so much Abby for coming on this has been an amazing episode if someone's listening and is like okay I want to connect with Abby I want to see her fire content I want all the things where can they find you 
So I am at this is Ali Radford, A-B-B-I-E. I also have um, the High Ticket Honeys podcast as well, which will be making a comeback in 2022. Um, and that's where you'll kind of find all the things on my Instagram. There's also that free masterclass that I mentioned. I'm sure that Amy, if I send you the link, you can put that in the show notes as well. Well done. Um, but I've always got stuff going on. Um, and of course, slide into my DMs. Always here to chat amazing um so i'll wrap that up now thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you in the next episode